The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. This is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for viewing today's broadcast. It is such an honor to be able to share the Word of God with you through this medium of television. Today, I'm going to continue my series of lessons on evangelism. It's important for us to embrace the Great Commission. Jesus said in Matthew 28, to go ye. He had finished his work, then he gave us the assignment to go and be his arms, his legs, his feet, his hands, to minister to the world on his behalf. So sit back, enjoy today's lesson, and I know you'll be blessed. God bless you. Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for the continuation of today's message. That just makes you uncomfortable by being silent. Oh, come on now. That makes you uncomfortable when you see somebody that needs to know the Lord that will then compel you to at least pray for them and then to compel you to get out of your comfort zone and to share the goodness of God with them. Amen. Because I know, all, I know all the challenges that have come with evangelism and I'm not going to take time to go over uh, a lot of them, but I know evangelism for some is out of your comfort zone. But you got to understand, how, where would you be if someone remained in their comfort zone and didn't share the goodness of God with you? Somebody had to get out of their comfort zone to preach the gospel to you so you could hear it and then be saved. So I believe it's a selfish disposition to say, I got Jesus and I don't care that you don't. Tell your neighbor, say, stick with him now, stick with him. I think it's very selfish uh, that you know that you have a relationship with God and you know how that relationship with God has blessed your life. Why not be bold enough to open your mouth and share that same goodness with somebody else? Good question, isn't it? Good question. And so I'm believing that this word, and, and along with Holy Spirit, will motivate you and compel you not to be satisfied with being silent any longer. All right? Now, why? Why should we participate in evangelism? What's the why behind this? I, I, I'm getting to a place in my life that I, I, I need to know the why. You know, I remember like uh, uh, at uh, our boys, nine and six, they ask a lot of why questions. Uh, go, go, go do this, why? And see, my generation. <laughs> okay, anybody, anybody with me? My generation, that was a question of disrespect. Don't you be asking me why. You just do what I told you. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> but I think it's important to know the why. <laughs> I think it's important to know the purpose behind 
this particular thing called evangelism. What's the why behind it? Because if I understood the why a little bit more clearer, it may help me walk it out better. Got it? So why? I have seven, seven components that make up this why we should evangelize. Number one, we should evangelize because God wants to see the world healed and restored. God wants to see the world healed and restored. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, check this out, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal your land. So God can only do healing of the land through his people. Come on, talk to me. We think that God can, can just move his hand over, uh, over something and it'll all be straightened out. Not necessarily so. God is sovereign, but he's decided to work his sovereignty through man. So now if man does not choose to participate with the sovereignty of God, then God is no longer able to reach and touch the people that's on the earth. Y'all hearing this? So now we have to position ourselves that God can work through us to touch people and so this land can be healed. Glory to God. Y'all hearing this? The second why is this. Jesus commands and commissions us to evangelize. Jesus commands and commissions us to evangelize. In other words, it's a commandment of God. It is not optional. It's not something that we should be praying about. It should be something that we should receive and say, yes, sir, here am I. Yeah. Oh, I ain't getting no good amen on that. Y'all must be right. I say it's something that we shouldn't pray about, something that we shouldn't fast about. Come on. I'm going to fast see if the Lord wants me to evangelize. Don't, not necessarily because he does. It's a command of God. And the Bible says, he that loves me, you do my commandments. So now, if he commanded us to evangelize, when I do that, I show my love for God. Y'all hearing that? So it's a command. Take your neighbor and say, it's a command. It's a command. All right? Number three, God desires a relationship with every human being and for all to hear. God desires a relationship with every human being and for all to hear. We looked at those two scriptures already. They say it's the will of God that all be saved and none perish. And so God desires a relationship with every human being on the face of the earth. If you think about the, the, the person that you think is the worst, God still wants a relationship with that person. I mean, the, the, you can go as far as you want to go. No matter what that person has done, God still wants a relationship with that person because God has the, the, the power of God in relationship with God has the ability to clean that person up and straighten that person out glory to God and they can end up being a great asset to the kingdom of God are y'all hearing this today yeah the Bible says he saves to the uttermost amen just think about your state when, you, when before you met Jesus we ain't, ain't asked no questions but just think about it we all have a story. 
Amen. Some more graphic than others, but all is a story. But yet God loved the world so much that he didn't exclude me. He didn't exclude you. And he hadn't excluded anybody else. He wants a relationship with every single person. Are y'all hearing this? Number four, sharing the gospel is a powerful way to love people. Sharing the gospel is a powerful way to love people. You know, the Bible says that we ought to love our neighbors as ourselves. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> you know, the Bible says love your enemies, right? You, you sure you know that? You got to go, go look that up in your concordance. <clears throat> Matthew 5.44 will take care of that for you. Love your enemies. That means the Bible says you, you ought to love those people that you like and you love those people that you don't like. And so what's a real practical way to love someone that you may not like? Share the gospel with them. Oh, I got some work to do. I got some work to do. Yeah, it's a powerful way to show that you love somebody. It's a powerful thing to, to get out your comfort zone, go to a complete stranger and say, I don't know, I'm just compelled to the Lord just to share with you that God is good and that Jesus loves you and he, and he has a plan for your life, for you to have a better life than you already have, uh, already experiencing. That, that's, that's a powerful way to tell a person, I love you. And we got to get out of the place of just sharing, I love you in word. We have to do it in deed. Amen. In other words, we got to walk it out. We got to walk it out. Y'all hearing this? Praise God. Number five, number five. The future of unbelievers matters to God. The future of unbelievers matters to God. I mean, no, God does not want anyone to perish. And so a the future of all of us matters to God. Yes, the Bible says that, uh, that God has an expected end for us. He has good, good thoughts towards us, and that's primarily talking to those who are walking with him. But he has an expected end for everybody on the face of this earth. He has an expected end for that person that don't yet know him. Glory to God. Because their destiny matters to God. Amen. Okay? Number six, God is passionate about our personal growth. God is passionate about our personal growth. What does personal growth have to do with evangelism? Personal growth has to do with evangelism because when you step out of your comfort zone and when you begin to share the gospel, that activity will help you grow. It'll help you become more confident in the word because I've seen it time and time again in my life and in other people's testimony that when they step out and share the word of God, God comes and confirms that word with signs following, which would then increase the confidence that person has in God. Now, if God did it for them, he would do it for me. Praise God. And how many know, have you ever been to a place where you just embarked and stepped out on faith and was talking to someone and you didn't have a clue what to say to them, but all of a sudden you knew exactly what to say and it all came out right and you said all the scriptures, all the scriptures correctly? You know who was helping you? God was. And afterwards, you like, glory to God. That was awesome. And then you try to do it again and can't remember nothing. Because, because God anointed you for that particular assignment. 
because he wanted to reach that person. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. All right. Number seven. Number seven reason or number seven why for evangelism is that God will be glorified. God will be glorified. When we share the gospel, when we share the good news, we glorify God because God is the one. The Bible says that one will, will plant the seed, the other will water, and then God gives the increase. But how many know God can give no increase where no, no seed has been planted? So whether we're the one that would actually lead them to the prayer of salvation, it doesn't matter. We might be the one that's planting seed. We may be the one that's watering, but at the end of the day, God's going to uh, give the increase, and God's going to be glorified. Come on. Because the scripture says, all heaven rejoices when one comes to the Lord. Y'all hearing this? God will be glorified, and if God is glorified, then, he, and then he's pleased. And if God is pleased, then God always, God's all, hand is always open when he's in a pleased state. Come on, talk to me now. Amen. All right, so then let me, uh, let me just uh, take a few more minutes and let's look at our responsibility as it relates to evangelism. What's our responsibility? Because I don't want you to listen to it and listen to it with ears that you're you hoping somebody else get this. You know how sometimes we can listen to the word and be like, man, I wish Doris was here. Man, I'm going to get this CD and I'm going to give it to Doris, man, because Doris is going through this right now. <laughs> Excuse me if your name is Doris today. I apologize. <laughs> or, you know, you know what I'm saying? But you're sitting there in a the posture like, you know, I, 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm, I'm a, mm -hmm, yeah, that's, yep, you're right, right. They need to hear this, yep, right. And you're taking notes not for yourself, but you're taking notes to share with somebody else because you have no intent yourself to do any of this. <laughs> and this is, this is, uh, this is a, uh, a hot issue when you're dealing with marriage things. That spouses will listen for the other spouse. <laughs> and as the teaching is going on, you're getting legs moving. And <laughs> did you hear what Pastor said? No, the question is, did you hear what Pastor said? <laughs> you know why? Because we all have a responsibility in doing what we hear. Once we hear it, guess what, folks? We're now accountable to it. That's why a lot of people don't like a good word, church, because it makes them accountable because they hear some stuff. But if they stay on the church that ain't teaching nothing, now don't have to be as accountable. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? So let's look, at, let's look at our responsibility as it relates to this. Go to Matthew 28. And I'm looking at about uh, seven scriptures. Can y'all handle seven? Okay, good. Y'all a good group. Matthew 28. Very familiar passage, but we'll put our eyes on it. Matthew 28 and verse 18. It says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations or people groups, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And so we know from study and, and uh, theologians that this Matthew 28, 18 through 20 is really the great commission. It is Jesus says, I've conquered death, hell, and the grave. I've taken the authority of, it, uh, authority of God back into my possession. And now I deploy you. I command you to go on my behalf and witness and share and teach all people groups to do what I've told you to do. So that's the Great Commission. So Jesus is not going. We're going. But as we go, he goes with us. Y'all hearing that? Now go to Mark, Mark 16 now. Mark 16. Looking at our responsibility as it relates to this Great Commission or this evangelism. Okay, Mark 16 and verse 15. Mark 16 and verse 15. All right. You there? And he said unto them, Go ye, sound like Matthew 28, right? Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature or creation or people group. Now this word gospel just simply means good news. And there in the scriptures, there's a lot of different gospels taught. There's the gospel of salvation. There's the gospel of love. There's the gospel of healing. There's the gospel of peace. There's the gospel of prosperity. Because gospel is just simply the good news about something. Okay? So he's saying now, go and preach the gospel, the good news, to every creation. So whoever you come in contact with, they may have or they will have a certain need and now you preach whatever good news they need to hear. So if they're not saved yet, I don't need to teach them the gospel of prosperity yet because I need to get them saved first. And so I'm going to teach them the gospel of salvation. But now if I run into someone that may be struggling in the area of finances that's already born again, I don't need to talk to them about the gospel of salvation any longer because they're already saved. I talk to them about the gospel of prosperity. Y'all see what I'm saying? So he says here, and these, uh, excuse me, uh, verse 16, and he that believes is baptized shall be saved, and he that believes shall not be, uh, excuse me, shall, believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with what? Signs following. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, the word, will, the world, the word will be confirmed when you share it. See, you don't have to take the responsibility of confirming the word. Your responsibility is just to share it. And then God comes and co-labors with you and confirms his word with signs following because he's the one that promised it. Amen. Amen. So we just have to do our part. Y'all got it? Now go to 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. Praise the Lord. And we'll look at this scripture here. And I think we'll be right where we need to be. Praise the Lord. All right. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 17. 
All right, 517, let me know if you're there. Okay, 2 Corinthians 517 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Let me ask you a question. How many here are already born again? Already born again, lift your hand. All right, praise the Lord. Okay, now, so that means you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Your old stuff has been passed away, and you've been made a new creation in Christ. Got it? But look at verse number 18. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us, circle that word us, underline that word us, highlight that word us if you're using an electronic device. Because that us ties it back into verse 17. That word us in 18 is related to all the new creations that's in Christ Jesus. So if you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, you are now the us in verse 18. Y'all clear on that? So now, what is he telling us in 18? He's saying that he's given to us, those of us who are new creations in Christ Jesus, the ministry of reconciliation. So that means all of us who are born again today, we were not only born again, we were also placed in the ministry. The ministry of what? The ministry of reconciliation. And what is that? The ministry of reconciliation is the ministry to connect someone that's separated from God back to God. That's your ministry. Tell your neighbor, say, that's your ministry. That's your ministry. All right? Because not everybody is called to a pulpit ministry, but everybody is called to the ministry of reconciliation. You're called to link a person that's lost to, a, to the Heavenly Father so they are no longer be lost, they'll now be found. That's my ministry. Say that moving this one. Say, that's my ministry. Okay? Now, I, I need you to get this today because, again, I don't want you to hear this for somebody else. I don't want you to hear this to place responsibility somewhere else. I want you to grasp responsibility yourself. That's my ministry. My ministry is to connect a lost person to God so they'll no longer be lost any, uh, anymore. That's my ministry. That's your ministry. Ah, okay, okay. Y'all get it, y'all get it, y'all get it, y'all get it. Okay. The ministry of reconciliation, check this out. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. There's that us again. Who is that us? Those that are born again. So now, not only did God put us in the ministry of reconciliation, he also gave us what to say. He said, I've given you the ministry, and I've given you the word that goes with the ministry, so you can share the word while you're ministering. Now, what's the word? The word is, God loves you, and the word is, God is not mad at you. The word is, God wants a relationship with you, right where you are. You could be jacked up, toe up from the flow up. It don't even matter. God wants a relationship with you right now. And I want to dispel the myth that you got to get it together before you come to God. You do not have to do that, because if that was the case, 
it will be no one saved. At least I wouldn't have been. Because I ain't have it together. Y'all with me? And so you got to let people know, hey, hey, I'm not going to talk about somebody, somebody's sin in front of them getting saved. Y'all seeing what I'm saying? We as a church sometimes have tried to get people to stop sinning first before they got born again. How can you stop sinning if you don't have the power to stop sinning? How can you do that? You can't. And so you, you, ought to, you ought to stop doing it. You ought to stop smoking. You ought to stop cussing. You ought to sp- stop sexing. You ought to stop doing all that kind of stuff. How can they if they don't have the power to do that? No, come here. Let me introduce you to somebody that I know, and his name is Jesus. And when you come in contact and have a relationship uh, with God through Jesus, something's going to happen to you. You're going to get the power of God on the inside of you that's going to help you stop all that stuff you've been trying to stop all your life but couldn't have. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Say, that's my ministry. Your ministry is not to go around and tell people how much wrong they're doing. Tell your neighbor, say, that is not your ministry. But isn't it amazing? But we'll call somebody, we'll call somebody sin up so bad. That's not your ministry. Bible says God is the judge. And he judges us by his word. We're messing around and say, ah, they ain't gonna ever get it together. Who who said that? Who said that? Oh, they too far gone. Who said that? No, your ministry is to let somebody know God loves you, God cares for you, God's not mad at you. He's already paid the price for all your shortcomings, all your sins, all your infirmities. He's taking care of that for you already. He wants a relationship with you right now, and that relationship comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's your ministry. Amen. Say with me again this morning. Say, that's my ministry. That's my ministry. And I don't have to spend time talking to somebody about what they need to stop doing. I now trust God, and I trust the word of God, that God will speak to them about what they need to stop doing. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Amen. That's our ministry. It's our responsibility as born-again believers in Jesus Christ to embrace this, this ministry of reconciliation and then to share the word of reconciliation so men can, be, can come into the kingdom of God. Because God desires that all men to be saved and none perish. It's my responsibility, it's your responsibility to help, to, to work with God and to, and to co-labor with God to get the gospel to everyone that we, can co- that we come in contact with. Are y'all with me today? I say you with me today. Shout, my ministry, my ministry is, is the ministry of reconciliation. In Jesus' name, amen. Faith Christian Center International and the Life of Faith broadcast has gone global with new media outlets such as a free mobile app, Apple iTunes podcasting, a 24-7 internet TV network, 
Google TV, and Roku TV channel. The Life of Faith broadcast now reaches over 150 million homes globally with God's Word and God's love. Take advantage of these new media outlets at your own convenience, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and enjoy the teaching ministry of Dr. Wayne A. Fry. More choices anytime. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.